0: High Sheriff of Herefordshire and today I'm talking to Andy who's a volunteer with the Hereford Wildlife Trust. In 2018 Andy was in a happy marriage with two sons but along the way he developed mental health problems. Then his wife sadly died unexpectedly and although his son's school had a collection for him and many were really helpful his anxiety did become worse. A moment of chance prompted him to buy a beech tree, one of his wife's favourites. And so his journey of recovery has started, but I'll let him tell you about that. Our bench today is at Herefordshire Wildlife Trust in Queenswood, Hereford. Andy, hello. Have you always lived in Herefordshire?
1: I have. I was born in Hereford quite a long time ago, in six. Not something. as long ago as me. Mm, indeed. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I am very much a, a Hereford born and bred. I went to school here and um, sixth form. And although I went away to university to, to, to study for a couple of years, um, yeah, I returned shortly after that and um, Watching, worked in Hereford around Hereford. Oh, yeah, worked in Hereford in all sorts of interesting, varied jobs. Deep roots in Hereford. Did,
0: did you think that you always had mental health issues along the way? Or? Oh, yeah, I think that's
1: one of the things, for, particularly for, for, for chaps. Um, we, we don't or are not very good at recognising um, that there are sort of problems um, that might need to be addressed. And certainly it was the case for me uh, that I struggled to admit until much later in life that I've I got some some fairly um, serious issues that needed to, to be dealt with. And it's a kind of degrading process. So, you know, stuff happens. Life happens, Joe, doesn't it? You know, mm. the things things happen along the way. In terms of that continu- continuum of wellness when you, from the point of view of your mental health, yeah, you, you, can, uh, you can slide uh, down, down that continuum until... You, you're you're in a crisis, one of those. But meanwhile, you
0: had some happy times. You met your oh, yeah. lovely wife and had
1: two yeah. boys. Yeah, Helen's was also born and bred in Hereford. Childhood sweethearts? Uh, not quite. I mean, we met when we were, I was, I think, about 22, 23, sort of thing, just before the millennium, um, if anybody can remember that. And uh, yeah, we, we, um, we settled down together and, and, and bought a house. That was fun. We had our first little two bedroom house, which we. Very much loved um, in Hereford. So, uh, and we decided we'd, we'd get married and start a family. And um, yeah, both our boys were born at home, at home births with both the boys, which is fun. And then, um, fun. <laughs> well, it's, it, well, so probably most blokes will probably that is. It's always quite well, not interesting, but it's it's like deeply alarming. I would
0: think so. <laughs> I don't think but, my husband would have gone near that. <laughs> so, but yes, the
1: midwives were. We're excellent, and uh, looked after Helen really well. A bit of a force of nature, Helen. So yeah, you know, she she decided on something that was that was what's, what was going to happen. And we got them into school and stuff, and and life progressed from there. And
0: where, where were you working at, at that point?
1: Okay, so when the boys uh, were, were born, um, I was working for the local authority at the council, in uh, you know various offices around the, around Hereford, but latterly at, uh, at Lane. Yeah, like uh, lots of organisations and stuff. If you been anywhere for any length of time a number of, uh, of responsibilities in your work um can tend to grow um you know, it's just a bit of a that thing about the winning horse it, you know you can you can end up sort of doing more than you can reasonably be coped with and uh, that, that's what happened to me and that's um, so you were stressed at work yeah it's pretty stressed at work, work. pretty stressed at home trying to you know parent and probably over parent you know your um, my two kids stuff and um keep everything together. We, had, um, we also, my uh, father-in-law became very unwell and um, had a brain tumour and stuff, and we had to care for him for a little while, and then he died. And yeah, I had a struggle with, with that um, sort of period where you know, she was grieving for her, for her dad. And uh, uh, we had to act as executives for his estate, which was very long and stressful. Uh, it took us sort of four or five years to, to resolve the estate and stuff, which was very... And tidy. Um, and then
0: can I ask what, what happened with Helen?
1: Helen died um, very suddenly, um, shortly after our wedding anniversary, which is, was a shame, um, in October, two years ago. Um, exactly, in fact. Uh, she had an aneurysm, an aortic, an aortic aneurysm, which um, uh, essentially meant that um, despite air ambulance and a couple of amb- paramedic crews, um, she couldn't be saved.
0: So if you weren't feeling... Depressed and sad before. I'm so sorry for your loss. It must have been yeah, it, it was
1: yeah, it was quite tough. I mean, I I was at that point already off work um, with mental health issues and been signed off by the doctor. Um, I was off work from the July um, and still off work when she died in October. It, it it um became quite sort of clear even as I kind of worked with you know the, the um, uh, various agencies counselling and the rest of it. That's um, I wouldn't be able to go back to to work um, in the way I was before, so mm-hmm. that, that that ended. <laughs> so I no longer work. Well, to tough for you actually. and
0: tough for your boys as well. Yeah, very tough for
1: the for the boys. How do they cope? They have been uh, incredibly resilient. They're both fortunate that they're in a, they're very well supported at school. Uh, I suppose it's really useful that I actually knew, knew some of the staff from from my role at uh, the local authority, but also um, you know the, the, some staff there that's. Um, are in charge or or run the you know, football club that my boys were involved with, and my youngest still plays football and stuff. And um, he's very well supported by some uh, some really good role models, actually, some really mm-hmm. good people that you know mm-hmm. um, there that uh, uh, look after him and keep a really close eye on, on how he's doing. And mm-hmm. you know, you know, they've got his back. They've got mm-hmm. his back, which is which is great, and, and mine for that matter. It's, it's that kind of period where you need some friends around that are going to. Uh, just kind of provide a bit of scaffolding, you know, while you while you gather yourself together and stuff. And we've been really lucky from that point of view. Um, and how about
0: you? How did you get out more after Helen died, and how did you stabilize
1: yourself? It's tough to start with. I mean, the, the counselling really helped, um, and medication. Um, you know, was against me um, taking medication because she would know, experienced in her family of, a, of a drug addiction and stuff. So she wasn't keen for me to do it, but uh, you
0: had it all thrown at you, didn't
1: you? uh, Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Once I got stabilised and stuff, and started and continued to work with you know my my counsellor and stuff Um, over the last couple of years, gradually got to the point where I I felt I needed to get out a bit more than I was, Um, and that involved um, a suggestion from a friend that maybe I should volunteer because there's no pressure necessarily as a volunteer to perform a particular role, um, you know, you, you, you're not uh, going to get a turn off because you're, you're being paid for doing something. There's, there's a sense of gratitude that you're there to sort of provide your time for, um, for a particular cause or, or um, you know, sort of involvement. And, um,
0: and also it's good for yourself and your self-esteem, yeah, isn't it? Self-esteem is,
1: yeah, it's pretty, pretty important. It's, it's good to go meet some different people, actually. And the people that I asked for are involved in So, how, the did you, how
0: did you start volunteering then? Where did you go?
1: Somebody suggested I go to H. Voss in Broad Street. So, I went along there, and um, there's a, there a, a very strange kind of, well, almost a meaningful coincidence, Joe. Well, I think you'll call it a synchronicity. An instance where the head teacher of my son's primary school, Mr. Davis, out at uh, Stretton Suggars uh, Primary, uh, he, um, he approached me and, uh, uh, and, and said that they had a bit of a whip round for us which was really sweet. I was really touched. And he said, look, get the, do what you want with the money, buy my Xbox, buy a tree, what, whatever you want. And I was like, thank you so much. And I wasn't really sure what to do with it. And at the same time, you know, I think the next few days, I went to see Voss and stuff, and they came up with a list of opportunities and stuff. And there, there, there was this opportunity. "So well, we've got this thing as well. This is an opportunity to go and do some gardening at, at, Queenswood, at Queenswood with the Wildlife Trust. I said, this is very strange. This is, you know, a tree in Queenswood, yeah. as it happened, you know, I got in touch with Queenswood about sort of uh, adopting a tree for, for Helen, and, which is there now, it's on the Gruffluck Trail, if anyone knows it, by the mouse, there's a, yeah, there's a little plaque with my... We'll go and look at it after this. Yeah, there's a big beach tree, um, which uh, which my, uh, Helen's favourite tree was a beech, so I thought like, well, that's got to be the right one. And right next to the victory well you know in, in, in pretty much in, within a hundred yards is is the being garden and um, that's one I volunteered for I it was really sort of comforting to be able to go up once a week um you know go and pack the tree I go past and then go and do my gardening with the guys in the in the um, in the well being garden and starting to, to you know to to build a bit of confidence you know sort of find my feet a little bit you know and it provided a bit of a bit of a crutch, bit of a scaffolding for me to you know to move on to take a next step, which was an opportunity which came about by virtue of, I think, staff at the Wildlife Trust talking amongst themselves. Um, there's the um, project that the, the Trust are involved with called the Building Better Opportunities, which is about supporting people with mental health issues or people just need a bit of a leg up to try and find their way back into employment. Um, I fit that criteria quite well, really. I was put in touch with a lady called Julia, who ran at the time a um, project called Orchard Origins, which is, um, you know, a sort of a, a subunit if you like of the Wildlife Trust. And essentially, what they do is um, they get uh, volunteers working in orchards uh, and making apple juice. And I went to make some apple juice at a place called Houghton Court out near yeah, I Really enjoyed it. It's a lovely place to go and be and and, uh, and hang out. And, uh, so is that the yeah.
0: training you're doing as well? Or well, I'll come on to that. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry, jumping yeah, the gun here. <laughs>
1: yeah. So now you can make dra- great apple juice. I, I, yeah, I could make apple juice. And then I went on did went on to do some winter pruning with the you know with the, the, the uh, orchard origin skies, and. Um, after that, there was a, an opportunity came, well, a, a available, something I had to apply for. I had to actually go and apply for, the, for this particular post uh, as a, a trainee uh, volunteer reserve officer with the trust, which was a sort of three-day post. So I've gone from one days to two days to three days. We're building up here, this is good. I, I had to go and interview for uh, this, this role, which involves um, being a reserve officer for the trust, looking after particular, their particular reserves, Around the county, learning specific skills to do with the upkeep of, of those those reserves. So, did some forestry, did some uh, some botany. Some yeah, yeah I've, I've just just started a chainsaw course, for instance, as well, which is. Just, I, was, I, was I was a little bit nervous, yeah. a bit nervous of the machinery and stuff like that, but actually, yeah, I'm doing all right now. I feel a bit more, much more confidence with a chainsaw. Whether so how I'm,
0: long is the training as such, or yes. is it just ongoing? So
1: is it, it's a 12-month post, it started in April, and it will run till, till next April, which is, which is which I'm... A I'm, I'm bit
0: first. like my term of office. Oh really? Yeah. yeah there I go. I you go. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so I've, I've got a, another sort of four or five, six months to go.
0: With the hope to get back into work yeah. somewhere.
1: That's it. So it's and a, that's
0: this building better
1: opportunities. Exactly. It's a, almost like a you know, stepping stones approach to to, to, yeah. you know, to move on to, to something new. And whether that's with the near the Wildlife Trust, possibly that would be great. I very much enjoy being outdoors. Oddly enough, at the moment we are as as trainees. as a group of four of us. Uh, we are supporting people who are like I was eight months ago participating in the program. Mm-hmm. So we are supporting people that are, you know that are. So
0: they're the volunteers that you yeah, were.
1: that I was before and that's that's quite nice. Yes, I mean, so maybe it's if I nice could do something cycle. like that that would be great but uh, you know we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, I've, got, uh, I've got a number of balls to juggle. I've got uh, some sort of children and. Yes. Uh, Are you
0: feeling like you would? You're you're mentally equipped to go back into the workplace full time yet, or?
1: I'm getting there, yeah, I don't get in there, Joe. Yeah. Good. If you understand me, I can I can cope with just about just about doing three days a week. That's yeah. That's good. And I'm building, sort of thing. Yeah. You know that you know the. I'm, I'm not. My sort of dosage of medication and stuff is kind of down. You know, my um, counselling is is now. It's, it's not about. Um, a kind of crisis management, it's about um, managing, uh, It's managing, really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's a, uh, a great Philip for me um, in terms I mean, of... I
0: mean, I think part of things. the thing is, you know, you're talking very openly and eloquently about your own mental health issues. And I think you touched on it before, but for men in particular, but for anybody, actually the first step is actually opening up and being able to talk about... This, and the stigma around mental health problems has been really bad.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not something that I think that, um, uh, that blokes are very good at, or anybody is necessarily very good at. One of the things that, that um, is clear to me now, having done a lot of my um, counselling, is that I wasn't aware of how well I was. I couldn't tell oh, you where unwell. I was. Or unwell. Or yeah. On that continuum of wellness, I couldn't have told you where, where I was. You know, 18 months ago. But
0: you could now. I I
1: mean, I could tell you now, and I can look back and and identify different events that I have right through Mm. through my life that um, have impacted. You know how I how I feel, Mm. and that's that's a it's a it's a a skill almost. Or um, you know, but but to be able to get to that point, you have to have an admission that 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 I I am vulnerable. You know, Mm. and and that's not something that blokes do very well. We are at, at, at sort of, um, in terms of gender roles, mm. we're not meant to be vulnerable as blacks. Mm.
0: And do you think the help in uh, Herefordshire is, is is good?
1: Herefordshire um, Marches Association, um, they've been brilliant.
0: Marches counselling, those. Yeah, sorry, Marches Counselling yeah. Services,
1: have been brilliant. However, when it came to me trying to access services through the, the National Health Service and stuff. Um, I was put on the waiting list mm. and, and actually I in crisis you don't want to wait yeah do you? you don't really need crisis and I think that's that's one of the issues for for lots of places you get to a crisis point but you have that you know the it's all about that breakdown mm. that's that's where yeah
0: and who do you tell you know, yeah exactly well let's move on to something a little m- bit lighter which is um I always ask my podcastees what their three top tips are for Herefordshire tourism
1: for heritage Hors- 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 or as well, you've got to go with um, you know the countryside in, in Herefordshire and, and probably
0: you're all about the countryside. Well, to. the wildlife
1: trust would you know, would would they'll probably be jumping up and down to so say, don't tell them where the you know the best places to go are because you <laughs> know because they'll disturb the wildlife and stuff. And, and but actually, yeah, and, you know the um, Great dowers around Simergat, we've got a number of, of the Great dowers yeah, Simergat, exactly. which is yeah. we've got a number of all oh, the Trust has got a number of r- reserves there. Are, are
0: they open to visit? Yes, everybody.
1: of course they are. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just the. Just the go there. The staff don't want everybody turning up because of the trample over things and just uh, yeah. Whatever if you know go them. there, go very carefully, <laughs> right? Go carefully, yeah. And you know, keep your dog on a lead and that sort of stuff. Okay, number so, one. Number yeah, two? Yeah, I, I've, I've got. We've been working um, in the Golden Valley just lately. We've, we did some fencing work. Um, just out towards Michael and got, yes the Golden Valley is lovely they did used to a long time ago be a, um, a railway that ran uh, from, from Hay to Hereford it's such a shame that it's not it's They're like talk, they've
0: been talking about trying to resurrect her oh, it
1: would be great if it was because oh, yeah. it's such a lovely sort of part of the world also I'm, I'm very fond of the, of the luck I had a walk along the, the river been there today funny enough uh, with my dog And um, can you yeah. walk
0: all, a lot of the way along it well, uh, yes,
1: you can walk walk along. A lot. It's very accessible to you know, to Herefordians because it's you know, just the other side of Elston Hill and stuff. Um, and you know, you can even park at the pub and go for a, for a wander. And uh, which and, pub is that? Well, there's a couple. You can go to the Swan, or you can go to um, Cockatup Sleep. Obviously,
0: good for a pint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the
1: other establishments are available. Obviously, it's a very pleasant place to be. Lots of little beaches and stuff that you can go and pitch up on sort of today, day enough um, well pitched up on the on a beach and just uh, just having a having a scotch egg and a cup of tea
0: well thanks for talking today Andy you are obviously still on a journey of recovery but it sounds as though your boys are doing really well even though their mum's not around anymore your mental health sounds to be improving and as though you're very fulfilled around the work you're doing with the wildlife trust at queenswood and the training with orchard origins so Good luck, keep at it, and uh, good luck with finding a job as well.
1: Thank you, Joe. Yeah, it's been lovely to be able to come and, come and chat with you and um, to meet you in person. as well. So, um, yeah.